Welcome to the New Reality Show, where you can call in live for laser coaching and engage in Q&A with doctors Art Emrich and Christina Winsey. Discover how to master the power of your mind, body, and spiritual energies. Get empowered to create your new reality for more happiness, well-being, and success. Well, better late than never. I hope so. I hope somebody's <laughs> still with us after all. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Through so there you have it. Well, we have to be ready for whatever comes. You know, whatever Just, comes. Well, if yeah. you're still watching, anybody out there, <laughs> <laughs> we're still doing a show. Oh my gosh! And we have our best guest on. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, all right. So. Welcome to New Reality Solutions. I'm Dr. Christina Winsey. And, and I'm Dr. Art Emrich. And we uh, love doing this show. This show is all about how we can help you to have a better life. And we really mean that. Um, we started the show back in 2021, around this time of year, actually. Wow. And we realized how much stress and challenges people were under and wanted to be able to help more people besides just the people we see in our offices. And so we said, what can we do to reach out to the world? And radio, radio, perfect. Internet radio, we can get anywhere. So yeah. that's why we're here. And we bring you practical free solutions to stress, anxiety, PTSD, but also, we dive into some really interesting topics like we are tonight. Right, mm -hmm. Dr. Art? Absolutely. And, and just in celebration of the uh, holiday weekend, I'd like to uh, offer us uh, a little humor, if that's all right. Absolutely. There is a new uh, franchise chain of uh, steakhouses called the Elvis Presley Chain. <laughs> it's for people who love meat tender. <laughs> okay all right that's, that's, a good as, that's one. as much as i can do okay <laughs> well at least we keep people laughing that's laughter so. is a good medicine right absolutely the best well listen we want to thank any of our subscribers who are watching we have some faithful subscribers and if you enjoy the show, we hope you'll subscribe. And later on, we'll show you the link to that. Um, you also, tonight, we have a very special guest. Her name is Natalie Sutherland. And this is her welcome back because we, we didn't have enough time to talk about everything last time. She is a psychic medium and an amazing, amazing woman. And um, so we're going to continue on shortly with Natalie um, but meanwhile, if you want to call in while Natalie's on the show, we welcome your call. And Thomas, if you'll put up the phone numbers in the U.S., you can dial toll-free 888-627-6008. And if you're outside the U.S., you dial direct 1-323-744-4831. So that's how you get uh, to talk to either myself, Dr. Art, or our wonderful guest. And so with that, um, let's see, anything specific that you wanted to talk about just as an introduction to the show? No, I, I don't think of anything. Uh, we're just real pleased to still be on uh, after a year, and uh, we hope uh, we're looking forward to another year or two or 10 or 20 or whatever it turns out to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's Then you have to live that long. Okay, I got I got to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I really, uh, I, I feel like I'm set up because I have went to a doctor's appointment and he gave me an appointment uh, and I had him write it out on a prescription pad for one year from now. So I have to show up. I mean, you have to show up. Doctor's Absolutely. orders. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm thinking if either one of us passes on, Natalie can connect us so we can keep doing the show. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're very silly here. And, you know, we just have to go with the flow. We got on late. We hope you're still watching. Meanwhile, um, it's time for your tip of the week. And uh, okay. I'm pretty, 
happy with this one. This one's pretty cool. So tell us about it. Good. Okay. Uh, this is a tip that comes from a very good friend of, of mine who's uh, unfortunately no longer with us. I guess maybe Natalie could put us in touch, but uh, <laughs> his name's Michael Elner. And he was in California when the AIDS epidemic uh, broke out and uh, the medical profession didn't really know what to do about it or do with it. And so um, he developed a uh, protocol called quantum focusing. And it turned out to be one of the best relief um, uh, protocols that anybody had ever come up with for people who were suffering from AIDS and nobody knew what it was. And so what I want to do is uh, present quantum focusing to you, um, but it's, um, it's got three parts to it. And uh, I'll tell you what the three parts are. And I'm just going to cover one part this week. And next week, I'll cover another part. And, the, and then a the week after that, the third part. Okay. So um, the basic idea is that you um, start this process off by imagining that you're turning on all your cells. We have 50 trillion cells in our body. Just imagine you're waking all of them up. And, and there are little 50 trillion little U's in there. There's a toe U and a nose U and an ear U and a shoulder U and all. And, and just imagine that you're, you're waking all of them up so that you're really fully alive in your body. And then you say to yourself, um, I live with a happy heart. And Thomas, can you put the photo up? Yeah. So uh, that's, that's one part of the three parts is I live with a happy heart. Now, you say those words, but in order to make it really come uh, a more alive to you, um, imagine what sound you would make to show yourself and anybody else that might happen to be around that you do have a happy heart. What would the sound be? Would it be woo-woo or, or whatever, laughter or uh, sing a song, whatever it might be? And then do some body movements that would indicate that your heart is happy. Uh, you might jump up and down, or you might wiggle a little bit, or you might uh, sway back and forth, or whatever it might be, uh, to illustrate to yourself and to your body that your heart is indeed happy. So, you know, you just do that for a minute. I mean, it's not an extended thing. And... Um, at the end of this, um, you just um, slow down, um, regain your composure, and then say to yourself, I deserve health and happiness, or I deserve a, a wonderful life. I, I deserve success. Whatever it is that you think you deserve, just say that to yourself. And then allow that to percolate all through those 50 trillion cells. And that's, that's kind of one part of this. Now, the whole thing, if you did all three of these, would take you more like five minutes to do the whole thing. So it's, it's still not a long, drawn-out thing, but it is. Uh, he recommended doing this first thing in the morning when you wake up and just before you go to sleep at night, just to remind yourself that you do have a happy heart a playful spirit, and a peaceful mind. And we'll talk about the other two in the weeks to come. Okay. Well, for some reason, uh, Thomas didn't have the photograph. I don't know why, but I had made a, a visual and yeah. uh, it didn't get put up. So, um, so I, oh, here it comes. Here there it, comes. it is. There it All is. All right. So, uh, and you said, Dr. Art, that this helped um, the AIDS patients to improve when they used it. It was, uh, um, Michael went on to uh, establish quite a name for himself as a hypnotist. He was actually teaching in medical schools about uh, pain relief. And so he was quite an innovator in the field of medical hypnosis. And um, he came up with this, I guess this was back in the 60s. Mm. And um, so I live with a happy heart. And so what does that mean to you? What does it feel like? Uh, what does it sound like? What would your body be doing if you did really have a happy heart? And and allow that whole um, that whole um, intention of of happy heart to percolate all through your whole system. 
It's amazing what happens. You you will really enjoy quite a, a change in the the way you feel and the way you approach life um, after you practice this for a little bit. Well, that's so cool because you and I both know that your cells are always listening to what you say. They are. They're just hanging on every word and they believe you, whether you're telling them the truth or not. You're the authority. So they believe whatever you say. You bet. So the steps are that you you imagine you're turning on all your cells, Mm -hmm. right? And then you start saying, I live with a happy heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then, you, then you make the sound. What does that sound like? What what is it? What do you sound like when you have a happy heart? Okay. Uh, and then do some body movement or motions or something that indicate that your heart is indeed happy. You know what? What would that cause your body to want to do if you if you really in fact did have a happy heart? And you just live with that for a few minutes, you know, mm-hmm. and let it percolate all through your cells. Neato. Yeah. Very good. Well, and if you want this tip of the week, we have a handout for you. At the end of the show, we'll give you our email and mm-hmm. you can email us for Dr. Art's tip of the week. And it will have parts one, two, and three. Um, but yeah. he'll he'll be going over part two specifically next week. And the following week, he'll do part three. So thank you, Dr. Art. That was awesome. Absolutely. Thank very, you. very cool. And for those who don't realize, Dr. Art is a master of medical hypnosis. So if you're in Sarasota, and even if not, you can uh, work with him on Zoom. He does amazing things to help people heal. So um, you'll also get his phone number at the end of the show. And I get hypnotized by Dr. Art, and he's just incredible. So thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Well, now we have a most amazing guest. So I'm going to read her bio and uh, and then we are going to bring her on because we have a thousand more questions. Natalie is a medium from Edinburgh, Scotland, who grew up in a household of some very gifted mediums. Her grandmother, who was an excellent medium, told her these gifts do usually run in the family. Either that or there's something in the water in Scotland. Natalie saw spirit from a young age and began to train in mediumship meditation circles as a teenager. She was given uh, giving readings very soon thereafter, but like any teenager, she tried to push it aside to pursue other things and have a, quote, normal, unquote, life. Natalie's travels led her to Los Angeles, California, where she worked for many years in the entertainment field. During this time, Natalie joined a wonderful mediumship circle in a small spiritual center in Hollywood. And from there, the call started to get very loud. She found herself giving more and more readings than ever. And in meditation one day, her guides told her it was time to build the center to help heal humanity. And that is her mission to uh, uplift uh, evolving humanity. She was guided to Sarasota with her husband, Matthew, and together they built the higher realm, which focuses on the upliftment and enlightenment of the the human race. And we've been there and it's just beautiful. It's just an amazing place. They have mediumship services every Wednesday evening and Sunday afternoon. And Natalie gives one-on-one readings during the week. And her husband, Matthew, does rune readings. Natalie is also a trance medium where she channels certain people from the other side through her. Most recently, Mary Magdalene has been with them at the higher realm, bringing beautiful messages to their congregation. The higher realm is a place of light and love and everyone is welcome and welcome Natalie. Thank yes. you. Thank you for having me back. I feel very honored. Oh, oh. this is our first, our first for a second here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And we're so glad that you selected Sarasota and left Edinburgh. 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 <laughs> uh, you know, it's all about the role of the tongue. It's the yes. butter. Yeah. Butter. Yeah. 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 I feel good. like, Art, you were talking about the heart swell, and I feel like yes. at the higher realm, I feel like that's what we experience every Wednesday and Sunday it, is, it is just yes. heart swelling yeah. of everybody that's yeah. in that room. Uh, we have we have a wonderful shaman that comes to a lot of our stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said to me after our service one day, he said, ah, oh, he said, you know, it was so fantastic. He said, I'm sitting in the back of the room. He said, I'm watching you giving these messages. 
And he says, and I'm watching this light come from whoever you're talking to through you. And he said, and it's going straight into their heart. And he goes, and I'm watching it happen. That's the heart swell. That is the receiving of all of that light, all of that love, you know, from the other side. And I don't just feel it's in each person individually. It's as a whole too, because Mm -hmm. no matter if you actually get a message then or not, when you leave, you feel like every message was for you. Yeah. 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 Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Well, one of the questions that I didn't get to ask the last time was, um, any experiences you've had with people who have committed suicide and whether their life uh, review is the same, does it inhibit their soul progress? That was really something that I wanted to find out about. Yeah. And actually that's a great question. It's, it's one that I get from a lot of people about um, people that take their own life. I get weekly with my readings. I probably get at least five suicides a week from the other side. I get a lot um, a lot of teenagers and interestingly, a um, lot of seniors too, actually, um, and really mm-hmm. by choice because they don't, uh, really what a lot of them have told me is if they've been diagnosed with something that they think is going to be quite grueling and they don't mm-hmm. want to spend the next two to five years suffering, they have, you know, they just decide, no, I'm just going to end it myself. And then mainly the young ones, um, a lot of it is really based on depression, trauma, Mm -hmm. uh, really deep inner wounds that they found no other way out other than leaving the body. And it's interesting because I've never, there's not really been anybody, I don't think that I've um, tried to reach out to that have taken their life that hasn't managed to come through. I've, I've actually managed even on request to bring people through that have crossed over And the only thing that I, I mean, there's so much to it, but the main thing that I think is important is that it doesn't actually change how they feel when they cross over, they still feel, uh, oh my gosh, I didn't quite escape what I was dealing with, but they don't have the same pain. It's not the same pain. It is different. They do feel at ease. They definitely feel like they're in a place of peace because they're not in the physical body anymore. And Mm. so many of the wounds that they were dealing with were usually related to the physicalness of themselves, the physical body. But what they have all told me is that they now have, because we have a thing called karmic debt. We have the law of karma. So, you know, whatever you put out does come back to you, whether it's on the earth plane or when you cross over. And from what a lot of them have told me is that I thought I was going to escape everything. And actually I have to now really confront it. Like over there is when you, because in the life review that we talked about last time, they still have to go through the life review. And now they see that when they made that choice in the earthly body, it was really based on the fact that they had gotten to the point where they were so inside themselves that they couldn't really see outside anymore. And when they made the choice to leave their body in the life review, they end up seeing the impact of their actions on other people. So we're all kind of these pebbles in the ripple effect. So what we throw into the waters does create a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And merely by an action that you do you know there's as you know there are many figures in our lifetime that have done actions that have had good ripple effects on humanity or bad ripple effects and if by choosing to take your life it does create a ripple effect but it causes a lot of pain in those that are still here and so those that have taken their life it's they're not in intense torture on the other side it's nothing like that they do say i am at peace i am at ease every one of them but they have said, but I'm having to face the pain that I caused merely from that action of leaving the body. Oh. And interestingly enough, really not necessarily with some of the seniors, but all of the young ones that I've talked to, not one of them has said that they didn't try and get back in their body. All of them have said immediately when I was out the body I so desperately wanted to get back in because I was like no 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 I didn't really want to I didn't really want to and they tried to get back in but just weren't able to because that cord was severed you know mm-hmm. yeah and is that the same for ODs uh I get it. from my experience it depends on the circumstance 
Um, some of them are very, some of them are accidental. They didn't, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of them are accidental. Mm -hmm. uh, although I do have to be careful with that word because I have come to find that some of them afterwards had said, no, 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 that was according to plan. That was according to what I chose prior to coming into the body because wow. I'd, never, I'd never had that experience and nor had the people in my, in my life, in my family. And we did choose that prior to come in and have that experience together. Wow. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yes. I, I have a question from one of the things that, uh, that I've been to a number of your uh, readings um, and, and, and the people who come through are always saying, we love you, we're supporting you, we're sending you help and, and, uh, and uh, good wishes and things like that. Have you ever had anyone say, um, I'm advising you do not do X, Y, or Z, whatever. Don't, don't change jobs or don't move to this place or, or whatever. And, and then if the person either followed the advice or did not follow it, and what were the consequences of, of that? I'm just curious about yeah. your experience. It's interesting because a lot of people in the readings will say, well, ask my mom, should I take the job? Should I not take the job? <laughs> yeah. What do they think? Do they think I should do this? Do they think I don't? It's so funny. Um, it's kind of twofold. So there is a thing called free will, as we know, and the guides, the loved ones, the angels, they can't really intervene on free will you know if you were to get in your car and decide to drive on the streets and drive on the other side of the street and go straight into traffic they would not advise that at all but you know you have free will and you could do that but there it is gonna that's a bad ripple effect it's going to create casualties mm -hmm. so the, but there's things that people can always choose but they do step in to advise based on, uh, I call it the blueprint. So they'll show me a blueprint. So I could, I could look at a blueprint and say, oh, Dr. Art, oh, you're going to be in New York in two weeks. You're going to be traveling because I see that on your blueprint. Now, between now and then, you can always change your mind and say, mm -hmm. you know what, I don't want to do that trip. So if I saw you in a week, I wouldn't see that anymore. Mm -hmm. So it does always change based on your what you would like. Right. But the angels and the guides, yes, they have come down and they have said, we don't advise that or hold off on that. Uh, a lot of it is pertaining to the immediate circumstances of someone. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of the time guides and loved ones coming in and saying, you cannot be around this person anymore. It's not going to be in the positive light of what comes from this. So you really need to step back and reevaluate this relationship or whatever it is they're doing. And interestingly enough, everybody that um, I've told with messages like that from their loved ones and their guides, they've all known it. They've all said, I knew it. I felt it. Um, all, they've already had that impulse. And I always say, that's them. That is them. Think of them like your, your, your inner navigation system. They're okay. always telling you and guiding you. So when I say that, it's like, you know, I just, I'm the dentist. I just hit the nerve and they go, oh, I felt that. I already felt that. <laughs> right. You know, so it's just like that kind of extra. Okay, we're going to push you here and push you there. Right. And, and it's great when they do that because, and everybody's been guilty of it. You've had that feeling before of I should do something or I shouldn't do it. And up here, you go, oh, I'm just being silly. I don't, I need to, you know, and we try and push it out our minds. But that is them saying, no, 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 no. We're trying to guide you. Please listen to us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, especially right now, there's been such a lift in uh, people wanting to meditate and saying, I need to get connected to my intuition and things like that. That is them mm -hmm. saying, we are trying to get in there. We're trying to communicate and guide you. And so I love it when they all come to me and they give answers like that for people. <laughs> right. I love it. Yeah. 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 Well, and also the intuition is not necessarily always your guides and, and angels, but it's, it's what you feel in, in internally, your gut. It's feeling. your soul, your soul knowing, like yeah. your soul knowing. Yeah. I know this is true and I have to trust this. And they'll always give you a sign. If you just say, Please give me a sign. Even if it is, I need to leave this job. I can't do it. I feel like I'm in a toxic place. And if you just say, please give me a sign. Nine mm -hmm. times out of 10, something's going to happen. You're going to drive by and you'll see a billboard that just says yes. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty good. Then they're pretty yeah. comfortable about, okay, well, here we go. You know, yeah. or, Some or you'll, you'll go to work that day and your boss will say, 
I'm really sorry. We have to let you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I hear right. you. Yeah, I hear right. you. <laughs> That's a definite sign. Yes. Yeah. yes. Sometimes I find myself singing a song that I, I don't even know where it came from mm-hmm. and it's pertaining to something I was thinking about. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. really funny. Or you'll turn on the radio and you'll suddenly hear a song and it will be something like, you know, We've always told you so, or I've been trying to tell you, or you know, <laughs> yeah. things like that. I, the universe, I mean, they have a very interesting sense of humor. Sometimes I say the delivery system is, it always tells you the message. Sometimes the way they deliver it isn't always the greatest, but exactly. Yeah. I had something happen that was curious to me when uh, you did a, a reading for me one time and you said, um, on my right-hand side uh, are your earthly parents. They're here saying uh, we're here. And on the left-hand side, you said, these people said they're also your parents, but not your earthly parents. And I, I, I didn't know what that meant. Do you have an interpretation at all for what that means? Yes. Yeah, so now we get into kind of an avenue that for the viewers, you might want to buckle up. Um, <laughs> we, we kind of go away from this planet. We go off this planet. So uh, there are souls that, especially right now, there's a lot of people on the planet helping humanity at this time. And they are not just, they haven't just lived earthly lives. So when I say off planet, there are other planets, obviously, with other life forms on them. We're not the only ones um, that are in the light or very high frequency beings. And I do remember that actually, well, not all of it. I remember it slightly, but the parents that showed up said that you were their child from that planet. Okay. So it was the ones that had lived the earthly life when your soul chose this body this time around, and then one from another life from a different planet. Of a different, oh, thank you. Very helpful. Mm -hmm. Yes. And speaking of that, I've actually had several people come into the center who indeed have said and told me the planets they're from oh. and said, yeah. I'm just like this, this time to help. We're here to help humanity. Yeah. I, I, amazing. Um, well, I know I'm a star seed. I, and I know Dr. Art is a star seed. There's just no question. Um, I'm saying that in public. <laughs> oh my god no arrows please don't don't shoot me with arrows please yeah, yeah, no. well um i wanted to know you know there's this show that was on for forever with Gen- jennifer love hewitt and it it showed it you know it was very hollywood because there would be this frightening kind of thing happening where either the poltergeist or the spirit seemed so ominous. And it was really, it ended up as she solved the mystery, they just needed to communicate with somebody who was physically alive. And I wanted to kind of ask you, did they just show up to talk to you? Do you turn this on? Do you turn this off? Like, how do you control i just yeah because i'm imagining like you know you're 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 out doing your chores and boom there's a (laughs) is it like that (laughs) it's not anymore but it used to be when i was younger before i knew how to control it Mm. i would get bombarded Mm. and not so much during the day but usually at night when i i distinctly remember one of the first times i was in america and i was in los angeles and I went to bed and I suddenly was aware of about 20 people standing in the bedroom. They all just started coming in. And I thought, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And then they all started talking at the same time. Oh, and, and this person. And if you go, and I was just like, stop, stop, time out. I'm trying to sleep. But it's usually when you're in a quiet space because they think they kind of see a door opening then and they're like, okay, time to get in. Mm-hmm. If I'm with, if I'm with people. They sometimes do show up. If I'm with people, I might be at dinner and suddenly I'm aware of someone's grandfather just stepped in. Mm-hmm. But prior to me training as a medium, understanding, okay, because the woman uh, on the other side, my main guide is called Amubram, and I've worked with her for a long time. So she's really good at kind of manning the door, if you will. And she is good about saying, no, not just now. That's why I, I do appointments, everything by appointment, because I can talk to her and say, okay, much like in the physical have her people step in and we'll have a meeting then. 
And when mm -hmm. I'm on the stage at the center, bringing people in for anyone that's there, it's the same kind of thing. So they're organizing that over there. But now and again, they still will come. It's, it's much easier for me now. But before it was just, you know, anyone that can grab time with Natalie, they were, you know, I, I, yeah. you know, I'm Eddie, the words my, out. Wife, my wife, and I'm like, okay, Eddie, calm down, calm down. And you can get through her. I know, I know, I know, I know. She does transmediumship too. Um, I have had one of my really good friends, Star. Um, this was about ten years ago. We were in. We used to live together in this fabulous house in Burbank, and um, we were in the kitchen one day. And suddenly her grandmother just stepped in and I, so when I do transmediumship, I usually step aside and allow them to step in. And I do, I've been working with Mary Magdalene a lot. Uh, she's been bringing beautiful messages of light and love and everything for the planet. It's been fantastic. But I was with my friend Star and we were just talking and all of a sudden, and I felt it. And usually I can feel when they're like, can I step in? Can I talk? And I say, no, 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 no. You can tell me what you want to say, but not right now. And because depending on who it is, my body temperature raises. I get really, really, really hot. And sometimes I can get a bit lightheaded. So I always like to make sure it's in a really safe and sacred space. And I've got something I can hold on to if I need to. But my friend's grandmother, she suddenly stepped in and they had a 20 minute conversation. And then our grandmother stepped out and I guess she really wanted to talk to her. They, she really wanted to talk to her granddaughter and vice versa, but I hadn't given a, a, okay, you can do that. So I was a bit annoyed, but I was more annoyed at my team over there that I was like, listen, you can't be taking breaks. It doesn't work like that. You have to be there. You have to be on guard because this is what happens. Um, and I was quite dizzy and quite light, lightheaded because 20 minutes is quite a long time and that that frequency uh, my temp I have to rise in frequency to allow them in so I was really kind of woozy afterwards but I'm, I'm usually now ever since then that's when I was like okay um, no more if you want to come through we have a discussion first I need to know that this is messages of light and love and I've I only take from the highest dimension so I've never dealt with anything in the lower frequencies mm -hmm. um, but I'm much better at controlling it now and having my team on standby too oh, yeah right yeah. yeah but in that tv show you were saying I actually never watched that show but I know the show you're talking about I I do think because I have had a lot of people saying oh do you see like do you see demonic things do you see things is there people that come in that you're like they're evil and I said no I've actually never I, and, and it's really because I've been doing this for a long time, but really the vibration I stay in is from the highest and best dimensions. And I only ever invite in from the highest and best. And there are lower frequencies, much like on the earth plane, you're going to get your people here who are not doing good things. I mean, I don't think Hitler was ever residing in the highest <laughs> frequency, you know? So I'm really, I'm really specific on who I allow through. And I have a lot of protection. I have a lot of angels and guides that I work with. So I've just never had, I've never had experiences with that. Um, and it's never been in my realm at Thank all. Thank God. Yeah. 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 That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. That is. That's really good. So um, have you ever been called to the bedside of someone who's passing to be able to help them feel better about passing and speak to maybe those who have passed on that are waiting for them? Yes. Yes. There is a, I just call it helpful transition. There's helpful transition. I did have someone one day say, you're a death doula, you're a death doula. And I said, <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. I'm a rebirth doula. I'm a rebirth doula. There you go. There is no death, my dear. There is no death. Um, when I say it's stepping up from one chair and stepping over to another, it literally is that. It is that easy. I think a lot of people have this like, oh, it's, you know, I don't know what to expect. And I always say, you're going to be flooded by light. You're going to feel that light. But you're really going to feel like you're just either floating. Some people float. And some people just step out really quickly out of the body. But usually from my experience with that, with those that I have helped during that time, their loved ones are all there. There's a whole, there's, I mean, they don't even really need me. There's a whole bunch of them around the bed and the other physical living relatives can't necessarily see them 
I can see them all, but so can the person who's on that kind of brink of getting ready to step out the body. They're fully aware of them. Mm. And usually, I always say it's a telltale sign when if you have a loved one and say they, they're in hospice or they're in that place where they're getting close to their transition, you'll probably hear them start to say, I'm talking to my mother or I'm talking to Charlie, my dog. And that was a dog they had when they were six. And though they're really there, they've come there to help a system and to greet them the minute they step out of that body, which mm. is really beautiful. It really is. So my presence, even though it makes, I think, the physical other people feel better about it, these people are so taken care of. They've got so many people waiting just to grab them and really have a party at that point. Um, I just feel like I'm just the helpful transition, you know, oh, give me your hand. Oh, yep. You see them. Okay. I'll see you later. later. (laughs) Cool. Wow. Um, Mentioned, you had mentioned to me briefly about NDEs, near death experiences. Near death experiences. Yes. yes. And you had wanted, did you have a question about that or was that something? Um, I, I wondered, first of all, I don't know the statistics on how common it is, although I would imagine it's fairly common um, that it happens a lot. Um, and, you know, have you encountered a lot of people at, uh, not just at the higher realm, but throughout your life who know what you do and have, have, talked about their their NDE their near-death experience um it, it just I just I'm fascinated by that whole thing because um for instance I was watching a show about a guy who had been at a party he was overdoing it on drugs he fell hit his neck against a bathtub and it paralyzed him and by the time the paramedics got there he was in rigor mortis well he came back to life. And so, you know, he obviously had a near-death experience, but how, how do you go from rigor mortis to back to life? And so I'm just wondering the extent of, of NDEs that you've heard, because some of them are absolute miracles. Oh, there's, from, from my experience, about three out of five people have had an NDE. They're so common. They're so common. I've had one, actually, about 15 years ago, I, um, I had terrible food poisoning and collapsed. I didn't remember anything else from what I heard was I was rushed to hospital. And by the time I got to hospital, um, they said I was talking in tongues. They said they put me in a wheelchair. I couldn't walk. And I was taught like I was gone. And all I remember was I opened my eyes and I could see these square white tiles on the ceiling above me. And I thought, Oh, Oh, interesting. I'm in a hospital. That looks like a hospital. It was very kind of clinical, if you will. And suddenly I felt myself floating and it felt really nice. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm floating. And then I'm getting closer to the ceiling and I'm going, well, I'm about to hit this. Uh Oh, I'm about to hit this. And as soon as I thought that the tiles kind of drifted away and my body started coming upright and there was this unbelievable tunnel of light in front of me, Hmm. like blinding light. And as I'm kind of drifting towards it, I didn't go into it, but I drifted towards it. I was aware of a semicircle of people that started to step out of that light. And it was everybody I'd ever known in this lifetime that had passed away. There was my friend from when I was seven. There was my grand and granddad. There was my aunt, everybody that I had known up until that point in my life. And then right in front of me was my mother's mother, who was a wonderful medium. And... I suddenly said, oh, Granny Dandel. And then I started talking to her as if I'm seeing her for the first time and hadn't seen her for a long time. And I go, oh, it's so nice to see you again. Oh, I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And I start telling her about my life. And she smiles and she's got her hand behind her back. And she says, I know, Natalie, I've been watching you. Um, and then she says, uh, she says, don't worry about anything. She says, um, I've been with your mom. She says, I've been with your mother. And all of a sudden, it was like it clicked in what was happening to me. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is I'm there. And then instantly it was like, well, that means my body must be down there. And because I can communicate with spirit telepathically, but over there, everything is telepathically. Mm -hmm. She could hear my thoughts. And she suddenly just said, "Okay, you can look down. And I said, no, 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 no. I don't want to look down because I knew what I was going to see. She says, no, 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 it's okay. You should look down so you're aware of what's happening. 
So I kind of glanced over my shoulder and I saw my body lying in the hospital bed. And there was a friend of mine that had driven me to the hospital and he was down there and he was asleep. And I could see like there was people coming in and then commotion kind of started. And then I turned back and without saying anything, she says, yes, you know where you are and you know what's happening. And I said, yes, yes. Didn't phase me at all, but I said, yes, yes. And then suddenly my grandmother pulled out a single red rose from behind her back. And she said, give this to your mother. She'll know what it means and tell her, thank you, I was there. And I said, oh, okay, okay, yeah. And as soon as she said that, all of them started to kind of turn away. And I could feel that they were, they were going to go away. And I said, no, 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 where are you going? No, I'm coming, I'm coming. And my grand said, no, no, it's not your time. But the feeling of love, the overwhelming feeling of love, I can't even put it into words. It felt so amazing that I didn't want to leave. I said, no, no, I want to stay. I want to stay. She says, no, Natalie, it's not your time. And with that, she kind of gave me this lovely smile, turned, and it was as if they just drifted back into that light. And as they did, it felt like there was a suction behind me that kind of sucked me back, like a vacuum was pulling me back. And next thing, I opened my eyes and I'm in the hospital bed and then I'm alive. Now, I still have no idea what had happened to me physically, but I knew what had happened to me. So afterwards, my vitals were fine. I was completely, I didn't know I was in hospital for two and a half days. They said to me, you had, you were severely dehydrated. You had no electrolytes, no salt, no anything in your body. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I got uh, released that afternoon from the hospital. I was just very tired, but felt fine. And I couldn't get out of my head what had happened. So my friend takes me home. And it's Sunday evening, which means it's Monday morning in Scotland. I have to call my mom. I have to call my I have to tell my mom what happened. So I call my mom and she says, oh, she says, the weirdest thing happened to me yesterday. I said, well, I need to tell you what happened to me. So I tell her my story and about my grandmother and what she said. And my mom gasps and she says, oh, my gosh. She said yesterday, she said, was the anniversary, she says, of my mother's passing, my grandmother's mm-hmm. passing. She says, And she never really goes to the cemetery, but she goes, you know, maybe I'll go to the cemetery. I'll take a walk to the cemetery. She says, and I walk to the cemetery. And as I'm about to enter, she says, oh, darn it, I forgot to buy flowers. I always like to bring flowers. And she said, now this is in Edinburgh. And she said, and I glanced on on the ground and there was a single stem red rose. And she picked it up and she walked in and laid it on her mom's grave and said, there you go, mom, that's for you. And that was me on the other side, my grandmother giving me back the rose and said, tell your mother, thank you. And I was there. Mm. And we both had this moment of, you just can't, there's no way. I mean, you just can't make that, that just couldn't be possible unless it actually happened. Mm -hmm. But then my mom said she was at her spiritualist center on the Sunday afternoon and she says, all of a sudden there was another medium there. And that medium said to my mom, she didn't know my mom, but she says, oh, by the way, your mother's here. And she just said, she's taking care of something in America and we'll be back really soon. <laughs> and my mom said, that was it. That was just the message. I said, well, she was very clear and let you know what she was taking care of. She was taking care of me. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. It was just amazing. Um, and I, cause I had heard about I mean, all these different people I know having them. And then that was me finally. And especially mm-hmm. as a medium, having my own experience, I thought, oh, this is utterly amazing. And yes. since then I've met, I've talked to people that there was one guy I know who was dead, dead for 45 minutes, 45 minutes. He was underwater. He drowned. And then the, the paramedics managed to resuscitate him. He was blue by the time they pulled his body out. Mm-hmm. resuscitate him now 45 minutes no oxygen to the brain nothing you would be just brain dead mm-hmm. he woke up and the paramedic says you know what's your name and he said anthony and he said you know how many fingers am i hold up anthony and he goes three and they were like this is not and he's where wife is there this is not possible and he goes oh it's possible and wait till i tell you what happened to me and then he had the <laughs> whole experience on the other side that he and to the point where he was like I wasn't gone for 45 minutes. No, I, I went and they were like, no, you were blue. Your body was lifeless. You've been underwater for 45 minutes. Wow. Nothing wrong with them. Alive and kicking today. Incredible. I know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Really incredible. Have you ever had someone from the spirit world approach you and, and say, you have to go over to this person that you don't even know and tell them and give them this message because it's very important that, that they hear from me about this and you don't even know the person they're talking about. Yes, I have. I have. Yes. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Yes. And yeah, I've, yes, I, I, I've had messages. It's usually to me, I always say it's the warning signs because I've Mm -hmm. had someone tell me go over and say, you know, one, one was very strange. It was don't get in your car at two o'clock, wait until two 30. I said, just to tell you, there's a woman here. She says, she's, you know, this to you. And just don't get in your car at two, get in your car at two 30. I've done that so many times, but what's interesting is they tell me that too. They'll say, Oh, Natalie, you know, you have to wait like 10 minutes and every time they do something. So I know what they're doing. I'll get in my car, drive out and then see a six car pileup that happened 10 minutes before. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if sometimes they're seeing a probable reality and yeah. uh, Yeah. Yes. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. It's the same with if you think about when 9-11 happened, there were several people that for whatever reason, things didn't. intervened and they yeah. didn't end up in those buildings that day. And yeah. really it comes down to, and it's not that some was lucky, some was unlucky. It's that people had signed up for certain things prior to coming here. They mm-hmm. had their soul said, I never, I've never undergone this experience. And so I'll do that especially if it's going to cause a, a magnitude of expansion in other people and for really good things to happen to other people. There are certain yeah. souls that come down and say, I'm going to sacrifice this life this time to help that person, to do this uh, for that person. Yeah. And they'll say, and then, you know, and that's great karmic debt, by the way. And then next time I'll come back and, you know, I'll live up in a different way next time. But everybody chooses it very specifically. That's why I always say there are no mistakes. Even if things look like mistakes, there are none. There is a divine master plan. And Mm -hmm. even if we don't understand why anybody would choose something, I always say you have to trust because when you're in the body, you're never supposed to remember everything. But when you get over there and see the master plan and see that soul again, it all fits together. You go, ah, because think about how many people cross each other's lives every second of every day, mm. second of every day. That is a divine master plan. Free will is playing into that, but there's also that which the soul chose before that in physical bodies, we're not supposed to see. Mm. We just yeah. have to trust, you know, we is have that- to trust that, we, you know, we lost our phone for 20 minutes and finally found it and then left the door at that time. Yeah. You have to trust that. Does that explain maybe some of the infant deaths where the infant has chosen to do that, to, to make yes. some, something good happen and, and as a result of that? There's always, every single time I have spirit babies coming through, even my daughter, every time I have those spirit children coming through or babies, they always say, and they never say them, they say, we both chose, we both, meaning them and the parents. And the parents, okay. Mm-hmm. There was always, a, they had always discussed, a lot of people like to say soul contracts, but I use contracts a very heavy word. So I say there's been a soul agreement over okay. there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, we were sisters last time and that was great, but let's do mother and child this time. No, there's that experience that you need to have for your expansion and I need to do, let's do it together. Let's do that together. And it's mm-hmm. very light up there because it's kind of like a catalog. Like, what is my soul not expanded and done yet? And how can I do that? And so you pick that soul, you come down, but then we get in these physical bodies and, and things get can get quite heavy. And, and of course, we have emotions to feel those emotions, but it's understanding, wait a minute, there are no mistakes. I, there, there is a setup here. We did agree to this. And it's not usually until, especially if the child passes first, when the patent passes over, do they fully understand it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dr. Art, you had a question that I wrote down um, asking Natalie, have you ever had a message for a client which has caused such a profound change that the real world living person, real world, you know, makes a change and that changes their entire lives for the better? That it, it's, it's almost like... Uh, just a, a huge life-changing 
message? Gosh, I think I've had quite a few of those actually. I think every, I think every time you talk to a loved one, I think it is transformative, no matter where on the scale it goes, even if it's small, just in terms of you saying, oh, especially for the newbies, um, or maybe people that are, are leaving like heavy religions that are telling them this is not true and not to, you know, it's blasphemy and things like that. Um, cause I, I've actually had a lot of Catholics come to me for readings and say, like, I can't tell my family I'm doing this, but <laughs> you know, I really want to talk to my grandmother and they're always right there for them. It's extremely transformative just based on the fact that it takes some kind of, a, of that fear frequency and into hope. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is a beautiful thing. And then I have had other people, um, you know, I had a, a gentleman come to me whose 25 year old son passed away and um, his son, he was not being told the truth about his son's death. Mm. And his son in that uh, reading explained what happened and he managed, there was a, a lawsuit that involved after that, but he managed to get what it, what they had done to his son, which actually had happened to a lot of other parents, children and, that profoundly changed, I mean, not really the planet, I mean, in the planet, I guess, in a sense, but all of the people, the parents, and the trajectory of that, the ripple effect from that. Mm. Um, so yes, there's, I know that when people come to see me, um, they don't ever want to hear the bad stuff. It's, it's a lot to hear, you know, my child, especially the suicides, my child wasn't happy. And knowing that as a parent, you believe your one job is to protect that child always and to protect that child always. Mm-hmm. But what we always talk about is they say, you were, I know it's harsh, but you were the vessel to bring me through. You were the vessel to bring me through. And we had an agreement. And when I came through, I had to make my own choices after that. So mm-hmm. please don't have the guilt of thinking that you had to protect me because my path was a very specific and unique path for my soul's journey. And, and, and too, so is yours. Um, but some of the times they'll come through and say the things they were struggling with, or they'll say, you know, other people that were involved in their transition, or if it was medical malpractice or things like that. And for the parents, it can feel like, oh, I don't want to hear that. But once they hear it, it's almost like it just puts the puzzle together for them. Mm-hmm. So it's a sense of, okay, my, I can relax. My mind doesn't have to go crazy anymore. Wondering what happened. I can finally put this together, you know? Um, so yes, I think there's been quite profound experiences for people afterwards, mm. um, in many different ways, many different ways, small, small transformations to really big ones. What, what happens in the, the, the really severely dysfunctional families where maybe mom and dad were drug addicts or something like that. And they, they really just left a mess behind with their kids and, and then they want to come through what, do they apologize for their behavior or do they say, look, that was, I had to do that. That was what I needed to learn. And, and I'm sorry, you were, <laughs> you were a casualty of my, uh, of, of my experience, but, yeah. um, I, but I, I just want you to know whatever, I, you know, does that happen it's, too? That- yes. It's interesting. I get a lot of parents coming through that have um, uh, not been the best when they were here. Mm-hmm. Now it's a couple of different things have happened. One is they always come through standing in this new space, this new place with really different eyes because they don't see through physical eyes anymore. So they don't have physical limitations. They're back in their astral body. So they see through being pure essence, this pure divine light and part of everything that they came from in the first place. So they come with a whole new perspective. They've also gone through the life review. So they've had to sit there and face and experience everything that they've been a part of mm-hmm. and what that and the effect that's had on others. So I've never had anybody come through that has not taken accountability and said at some point, even if they don't start off saying, I'm sorry, but saying, I love you and you have to know that and I'm proud of you. And and there's some that say I'm sorry immediately, but there's some that afterwards will say, I went through my life review. And I was extremely uncomfortable with what I saw. And I am so sorry for that. I'm so sorry for that. Mm. But there is a point where, because whoever I'm reading, their guides are always there during this time, making sure they're, they're okay and they're there with them. Mm-hmm. They always do interject and say, 
you all, you both chose it. You both did choose it because the soul wanted that expansion. And as hard as that is to hear, you did. And a lot of it is karmic debt. So when that happens, it's usually someone, so say their parents were not very good this time around. Mm. They could have been victims and on the receiving end in the life before. And Mm. they wanted to fully understand that so they could grow and expand the most. So therefore they chose to come back and say, okay, listen, it's never good when you step in the body and say, I'm going to do bad stuff. That's never, ever, ever the way. And it's not never encouraged. But sometimes there is, again, a sacrifice for the greater expansion of someone else in that Mm -hmm. capacity. Mm -hmm. I've never actually had um, a murderer come in. I've never had, I've never had anyone that's done like treacherous things. I've not. And the way I say is, you know, because I only take from the highest and best dimensions, I liken it to from what my guides tell me is they're in a sort of rehab, if you will, much like Mm -hmm. if they were, you know, to be brought in on the earth plane, they're in rehabilitation where they have to, and that can take some time where they have to really work through stuff until they're allowed really back in a body to then expand again the next time around. Well, that brings up a, a very interesting, we could talk for hours, <laughs> sure, but, yes, yes. you know, so you're a soldier and you're trained to be a sniper and you're trained and you, you have a bayonet and, and you've, you've killed because you believe that you were fighting for your country and you were doing something that was noble, right. but you have this horrific experience of taking lives do they go to rehab too? Well, see, that's all based on intention. So they believe that they are saving millions of people. So for them, the way they've been trained is these are bad people. You're killing bad people. And what you're, their intention is this is loyal. This is with honor. So it's not that their intention is bad at all. Of course, there's some that are, but the, the other ones are not. So when they go back, it's not until they're really shown, uh, well, the other one signed up for this too and felt exactly the same thing. So you really were at the same point, which is why you were shooting at each other because Mm -hmm. those vibrations matched entirely. Um, It's not, I wouldn't say they, I've never ever met a soldier like that that's had to go through rehab, like the people that come here and really put their energy into uh ill intent mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah wow. and they usually come forward i have a lot of military people they usually come forward and they they are dressed there and, and they're they're still in that honor of i was proud to serve you know i was proud to help even though they know that killing is not the way but they still have and a lot of the time it's just to show the person there who they actually are and then they're oh yeah 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 they were military and they were very proud <laughs> Um, but yeah, but all from all of the ones that I have met and talked to, they're all in the light and they're all in that very good dimension. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. when you look at it the way you're describing, it looks like this gigantic jigsaw puzzle where all the things that happen are as a result of agreements that we've made before we ever got here. And and it all it's all happening just the way it's supposed to, even, even though it looks bad. It really does. It really does. Yes. But you can, you do have free will. So you can always choose like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to New York and then, Oh no, I think I'm going to go to Texas. Now you do have that free will. um, And, but there are those people that have agreed to be in the life with you. So Mm -hmm. if you think, well, I'm going to go to New York and then someone had a soul agreement with you to meet at a certain place and they decide for one weekend they're going to be in Texas. And then all of a sudden you go, you know what? I think I'm going to go to Texas instead. <laughs> and you go down to Texas and then you have this meeting with them, you know? Mm-hmm. So even though there is free will, there is always that which, well, they're going to get sent in because they agreed to this for the greatest expansion of those two. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, we've been talking a full hour. We have. <laughs> And it's been wonderful. Oh it's been my incredible. Goodness. And thank you so much for coming back. Um and oh, Thomas says we can Thomas says we can keep going. <laughs> I feel like we've scratched the surface. I feel like we just had the cherry and some of the whipped cream and then we right. bought the entire puppy. <laughs> <laughs>
to go. Absolutely. We've got a whole banana split left. I know. We do. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, you know, I just, um, I do have uh, dinner plans this evening. So yes. um, I wouldn't be able to stay on too much longer, but yeah, as much as no. I it would be great to. Well, tell people about the higher realm. I know that it's in Sarasota. You don't have other locations at this time, but you no, are I, available uh, on Zoom and things like that. Yes, I do a lot of Zooms, pretty much all over the world. I have Zooms with Australia, the UK. Um, we have services every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday afternoons at 3. And uh, it's a free mediumship service and anybody can come. Everybody is welcome. It's a really beautiful space where we really help lift the frequency of the planet. We help bring in that good energy. And it's really turned into kind of a soul gathering afterwards because every, um, every Sunday afternoon after the service on Wednesday night, we have all of these beautiful healers and, and shamans and just these incredible light beings that hang out for hours and just kind of bask in the loveliness of everything that's just happened and the healing that's taking place. Um, yeah. So that's, that's twice a week. And then, of course, I do readings. My husband is a rune master, so he does rune readings. Um, and I do it uh, over Zoom, too. So right. the ability to, um, to come in and chat with the other sides. And you have refreshments. You have. Uh... We do indeed. We do indeed. We have a, a lovely coffee and tea bar. We have um, we have mead. We have some other things too that you know. If you feel like it was a little too much, you can sit down. You can have a little wine to calm yourself down, um, or you can just have tea. But yes, we have a lovely little um, coffee bar inside. Awesome. Well, yeah. and if you can see, I don't know if you can see the. It says the Higher Realm Saras. No, Higher Realm Sarasota dot com. And yes. um, thank you, Thomas. Uh, free services in Sarasota every Wednesday at seven and Sundays at three. And Natalie is on stage for an hour, giving messages to all who attend for new reality solutions. Listeners, Natalie is offering 10% off of a personal private reading, but you must say you saw her on our show. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, enjoy your dinner. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you. It was so nice to see you both again. Good yes. to see you too. Yeah. Yeah. I love to talk anything spirit. So anytime, just let me know. I'd be happy to jump on. Great. <laughs> so next week, I just want to let the listeners know we'll be speaking with best-selling author Jill Lublin in her book, Prophet of Kindness. Jill helps you to discover how to master the art of building trusted, long-lasting relationships through open, non-adversarial interaction that result in mutual, mutually beneficial outcomes. So the Prophet of Kindness and Jill Lublin will be our guest next week. I hope you'll join us. And if you'd like to, um, if you enjoyed this show, we hope you did, we'd love you to be a subscriber to help us keep the lights on. And uh, you can go to our show page and just click on the link. You can, uh, for 75 cents a week, $2.99 a month, you can get this show. Uh, of course, you can get it for free, but we'd love you to be a subscriber. So um, with that, um, there's one other thing is how to reach Dr. Art and myself. And Thomas, do you have that picture of our email? Oh, so if you, yeah. yeah, if you want the tip of the week, uh, any of the tip of the week that we have on all of the shows, and we have archived shows with lots of tips of the week, just go to contactnrshow at gmail.com, send an email to us and ask for Dr. Art's tip of the week. Just put the date of the show of what tip you wanted. If you would like hypnosis with Dr. Art, please text him at 1-941-685-9622. If you're interested in a coaching consultation with myself, then just email me at info at drchriswinsey.com. And with that, I want to say thank you so much, everybody, and what a great show. Wonderful. Thanks again, Natalie, for being with us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It was lovely. Lovely. Awesome. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this show, please consider being a supporter. You can find that on our show page. Tune in every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash new reality show for announcements of upcoming topics and exciting guest interviews. Bye for now.